with, with her yesterday, and this one had never struck me this way before in Matthew 18. I better get it out of here. Matthew 18, 19, and then 20. It says, um, Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which who is in heaven. That's what I really was intending to share, but then I read verse 20, and I'm like, i got to share this one too. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. So, when you... This doesn't just apply to the prayer of agreement, but when you got two people agreeing, I don't care if you're physically in the same location or not, you're agreeing together in the name of Jesus. And we have his, the authority to use His name. He's there. He, his presence is there. You say, well, I know He's in me. Yeah, He's in you. And He'll never leave you or forsake you. But the present power of God, the manifested power of Jesus is with you. You're not alone. And so even if you're going through something as drastic, and I'm not going to butcher her name, but Miss Tobiah, He is present. (laughs) He will never leave you, never forsake you. And you can stand on that and put your faith in that not in something you make up, but something in the Word. You can put your faith in God's Word, and then power goes into action. Hope. Knowing the Word is one thing, and you put your hope in it. That's flipping the switch, turning on the thermostat, whatever. But then you release faith, and man, oh man, there is power to be had. Power goes to work. It's awesome. Amen. Okay, that was just the bonus before the message. I didn't need a message. Who knows? All right. Pray with me. Father, we just want to honor you. We want to honor you for your word today. Honor you for your promises. Honor you, Jesus, for your presence. And we know you manifest yourself through the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit we know you are the teacher of the church and you're the changer of lives no greater miracle than a changed life and so Holy Spirit we give you permission to work on us to give us revelation of your word give us understanding and at the same time speak to us about what we need to change what actions we need to take, what things we need to do different, what, what solutions we need to receive to our problems. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. We receive what you have for us today. We've already declared that, and we continue to believe that. Thank you for helping us to be a blessing to others. Holy Spirit, we thank you for using, using us to be a blessing wherever we go today and this week. Help us to be keen to hear your voice and to act. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. We are we are talking about goals, and last week we talked about why to have goals, and um, and if you have your goals uh, worksheet on the inside, top left is is some of those scriptures that we talked about last week about why to have goals. But we we know it's important. And, and we stress this part every year that it's important to use your faith and not just let it lay dormant. God wants you to use your faith. He said, now faith is. Not, not in, the, in the sweet by and by when we all die. It's now. Now faith is. And it's the substance of things hoped for. It's evidence for things not seen. And without, in that same chapter in verse 6, without using it, it's impossible to please Him. So you could you could switch that around and reword it this way. If we don't use our faith in 2016, it's going to be impossible to please Him this year. So we want to use our faith. And then one other scripture we added this year and we spent a little time on last week was Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom. That means where He rules and where He reigns. And His righteousness or the justification, right standing with Him. Seek that first. And then all these things will be added to you. So we're, we're going to add to that a little bit today. But I, you know, I just want to remind you: there's a reason why we have why it's important to have goals, and it's because it's important to have something to focus your faith on, something to um, use your faith. And not only for that reason, but but if you believe you have a purpose in life, it's wonderful to know your purpose. But what's really wonderful is if you do your purpose, and not just you know, embroidery it on a, uh, a f- in, in a frame and hang it on the wall and say, isn't it wonderful? I have a purpose in life. Well, yeah, that's great. What are you doing about it? <laughs> and so you have, to, you have to use faith to do something about God's purpose for your life. And so you can turn your thing back to the, to the real front because today we're going to talk about what goals and I just want to start off with reminding you of two of these verses that are on the front here and hopefully these can be a reminder to you throughout the year if you use this tool but, but God says to all of us in Jeremiah 29 11, for I know I know, he says the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord thoughts and plans for what? welfare that means doing good being taken care of and peace and not for evil boy this is so simple if, if half the Christians could get a hold of this that God doesn't have plans for you for evil that would solve a lot of the problems of people's wrong believing that God doesn't have plans for evil for you well God's trying to teach me something so he's taking me through this terrible tragedy or putting this horrible disease on me for me to go through because he's trying to teach me something that, does, that contradicts this verse right here and I'm sorry that that messes with some people's theology, but it's it, this is the Word of God, not theology. So, He has plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. See, God wants you to look forward to the future. He wants you to look forward to what you're going to accomplish. He wants you to look forward to fulfilling your purpose and then on into eternity because there's eternal reasons why He wants you to do what you're doing right now in the here and now. There's eternal reasons why. 
and we and you may not know them all. We, you, how many know? You, how many know we can't figure God out with our little peanut brains? And and it's and, and it, that's that's one of the greatest revelations <laughs> that somebody can have because then you you realize, hey, he knows more than I do. Probably told it in here before, but I remember Keith Moore telling when that became a revelation to him. He was driving down the street one day, came up on a light or something. And he was dealing with some issue, and how's this going to be resolved, or how how am I going to believe for this or whatever or something? I forget what the circumstances were. And finally, uh, God just spoke to him, and says, "Keith, I know more than you do." <laughs> and it's like, like if he didn't know that before, he's like, "Yeah." That's right. God knows more than I do. I think He can handle it. But anyway, God wants you to have hope. And He wants you to know that He has good plans for you. It's for good things, peace, not evil. It's to give you hope. And so you got to have hope. Hope comes before faith. Remember, we, we talked about that last week. It comes in that order. you got to know the Word, put hope in it, and then exercise faith, and things go to work and start happening. All right, then look at Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith cometh. How does it come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, God has given you the measure of faith. But if you don't put that to use, it doesn't do anything. But if, if you're like me, I'm not satisfied with just having a measure. I need more. Didn't the disciples tell Jesus, help us to have more faith? And then He told them a story about how to do it. But says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God faith doesn't come by begging by begging God for more no it comes by hearing and hearing what the word of God and so if you if you've got greater goals or greater problems I hope it's goals rather than problems but if you've got greater problems in 2016 than you had in 2015 you need greater faith how are you going to get greater faith you need to hear and hear more of the word Say, well, good grief, how can I hear more? I stay up all night and, and, and play TBN or something? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, making it more of a priority. And, not, and it's not just the quantity. You know, you could, you could have the, the Bible on tape and play it 24 hours in your ear. While I believe there would be at least residual positive impacts on you for that, that's not the same as hearing it through a heart of faith and receiving something from it. And so that's what I'm talking about. It's hearing and receiving and, and letting it change your life. So this is what we're talking about today. Is what are what why what are goals? What's the goals that God has for us? We're not talking about setting New Year's resolutions. We're not talking about let's see, I'm gonna sit home in my lazy boy and I don't have one. I guess that's a good thing. And sit at home in my lazy boy and, and say Oh, let's see. What do I want in 2016? What is my wish list? No, I'm not talking about wish lists. You know, we used to, when I was a kid, you go through the Sears and Roebuck catalog before Christmas and make your wish list. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what are the goals God has for me to believe for this year? What are the things that, that are part of my purpose, part of my calling, that He wants me to get a vision for and put my faith in for this year that's going to fit into all of that. Now, part of that are going to be some things that are just the desires of your heart that He's going to tell you to go ahead and believe for. 
but but a lot of that is going to be things that are going to help you to mature, help you to grow, help you to be what he's calling you to be, help you to gather or hone um, skills or, or talents that he's wanting to to use you to manifest or to bless others with. Um, it may be places to go, things to accomplish like that. Connections to make. Relationships to build that, that he knows are important for what you're going to do in the future. So, these are the things, but we, we don't have to be unknowing, timid, or shy about asking God because of that first verse I just read. He has plans. He, he has a, a good future, a good outcome for us. He just wants us to find out what it is. See, He already has it. So what, what we're looking to do in this step of goal setting is to plug in with Him and find out, God, what is it? You know, if you're carrying over stuff from 2015 that He spoke to you about last year, well, then you know what that is unless He tells you to quit. Uh, that's pretty unlikely, I think, because He likes to finish stuff. We heard that this morning. But, but if there's things to be added, God, what are your plans this year? I accomplished some things with your power last year. What do you want me to add this year? What do you want me to move up to this year? And He knows them. He's got them. He will tell you. And so it's up to us to, to, to dig in and find out. Say, well, I don't know. I've been seeking God. And, and it just seems so hard. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> the devil will tell you you can't hear from God. God's Word tells you you can hear from God. That you have His Spirit living on the inside of you. He said, my sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not hear. And so, you practice hearing that still small voice. You practice being led by the Holy Spirit. And, and God will speak to you. He's wanting to. He's not withholding. He wants you to know the plans. See, it would do no good if God had plans for your life. And he had no, no intentions for revealing it to you or you finding them out. Because then how could you ever get, get the response when you get to heaven, well done, good and faithful servant? Because it's like, well, you never, <laughs> never knew what I was supposed to serve you with or, or through. He's wanting to tell us. And he's wanting to tell us the details, the stepping stones along the, the path. It's just up to us to find it out. All right, let's look at these, these scriptures that, are, that we're going to look at, and don't get too nervous, we're not going to do all this today. <laughs> this is going to be a two-parter. I don't know how far down the list we'll get. But we're just going to look at these in kind of order of where they're located. So let's start in, in the book of Psalms. Psalm 1. Psalm 1 and the first three verses. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Okay, now think about that Jeremiah 29, 11 as we read this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Okay, so here we got a person who's not trying to find out what the ungodly are saying not concerned about what's going on in the sinner world as far as 
plugging in and being in the in crowd or whatever. Um, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or we could say in the Word of God. And he meditates in it day and night. Okay, again, meditating is not just reading. It's, it's reading with faith, asking for revelation. Saying it back over. That's what meditate means. Like murmuring. back, Saying it over again. He will be... Let's see what, what happens to this guy. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit when? Every once in a while. In its season. In its season. And its leaf does not wither and in whatever he does he what? He prospers. This verse 3 is describing somebody who's living by faith, who's finding out what God wants them to do and doing it. Or in, in our current situation we're doing, we could say it's somebody who knows what their goals are with God and they're doing them. They're pursuing them. They're accomplishing them. They're going after them. Okay? This person is not subject to whatever's going on in the circumstances. If, if there's a drought going on to some extent, the things that are right on the riverbank, they'll fare pretty well for a good while. Because why? They have roots down into the river. It's not up here in the field somewhere where it might be drying out. And so they're not subject to the conditions. You say, well, eventually the river might dry up. <laughs> But this says that, it, that he's going to be like a tree that's firmly planted by the streams, plural, of water. Even if one river drives up, God's got streams for you. By the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. That means that, means that it's deciding when it's going to, to be fruitful. You say, well, I can't decide when when the fruit of the Spirit manifests in me. Oh, yes, you can. Because <laughs> if you don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit and you don't have faith to, for God's nature to come into you and change your life and you don't submit to it, you never will. But if you do, <laughs> it just depends on how much cooperation and how much you live by the Word of God and you can bear fruit. You can bear it all the time. But it takes faith. And so... But if you do, you can bear fruit. You can never wither or dry up. And in whatever you do, it can prosper. You know, we would probably, all of us, if we reminded ourselves of this last part, be more willing to step out on some big goals that were kind of scary looking or scary sounding if we knew that whatever we did in Him, it would prosper. That's like a money-back guarantee, isn't it? And, and you're not doing it alone, right? Because you're not doing it in your power. You're doing it in His when, you, when you're doing what He tells you in His Word. And so, it's a good foundation to remember what this says here. But turn to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. We'll look at a couple of portions of verses here. Verse 7 at the beginning of that verse says, now we find, we're talking about finding out what are, what are my goals. Lord, show me what to, what to believe for. Show me what I'm to accomplish. This first part of verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Do you know God wants to counsel you in your steps for 2016? 
He, he wants to be your advisor. You know, people go to a financial advisor to find out, you know, how to do financial planning. What, what do I need to plan for my budget this year? What do I need to plan to change my investments? You know, if that sounds foreign to you, let's believe for investments, <laughs> okay? But I, I hope everybody in here will have a need for a financial planner someday. So anyway, you go and you find out, you know, what, what, what counsel me. What, what, what do I do with this money? <laughs> what do I do with my money so I don't lose it, so I gain more? God wants to be your counselor. He's ready, willing, and able to counsel you. Okay? David knew him as the counselor. And so he's willing to tell you what it is, the steps you need to take in 2016. He will counsel you if you let him. Then look at verse 11. The first part of 11 says, You will make known to me the path of life. Now see, people will probably read over this, or you may have in the past, and say, well, God knows my destiny, and He's promising me my destiny. You know, I'm going to go to heaven when I die. That's not what this is saying. If you take this, right, the way it's worded right here, it says, it says that He's going to make known to you the path. It doesn't say the outcome. He might tell you that too. But, he, but it says the path. How many know a path is steps at a time? Sometimes it's stepping stones. But if you've ever been on a hike before, particularly in the mountains, you know, think about the mountains. It's not long and flat and wide open, right? If you've ever been on a, a, a hike on a path in the mountains, you may not be able to see around the next mountain laurel bush up there, around the corner. See? But the sign back there said... This is the trail. And if you stay on the trail as it's cleared out and marked, you don't have to worry about, I wonder if there's any more trail beyond that bush I can't see around up there. Or around that big rock that's sticking out. No, if you had faith in who made the trail and put the signs out there, you, you know that, that this is the path. But you have to take it one step at a time. And when you get up around that rock or that laurel bush, you, you, you'll be able to tell where the rest of the path's going. But he's telling us here that he's promising us he'll make known the path. That means there must be, must be some distance between here and there. There must be some, some, something to follow. Right? Are y'all with me? Okay. So if there's something to follow, it must be that you have to have some... You have to, you have to go with what you can see, with what you know, and have something you know to step out on and go on. Good promise. All right, look in Psalm 18. In verse 28 there. It says, For you light my lamp. The Lord God, the Lord my God, illumines my darkness. Again, there's not going to be any darkness in heaven, right? Because God is light. I, I, I can guarantee you, I haven't been there, but I can guarantee you there's no darkness in heaven. Because they, they would have to br bring it in or somehow shut off God because He's so much light that you couldn't even hardly stand it. So, but it, so this must be applying to here on earth. <laughs> that He illumines your darkness. Well, we can look at that in the literal, natural, <laughs> that 
if you're in a dark situation, out in the dark, God can show you the way. But I think this also means, um, in a way, like, I don't know what's ahead. And God is saying, I will light it up for you. I'll show you. See, all this we're talking about, finding out what God's plans are for us, and, and realizing that that is possible, that God is wanting to speak to us, that God is wanting to counsel us, that God has good plans for us. If He does, He wants us to know them. He's not withholding. He's not holding back. He's not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you, which means you've got to seek it out. But if you do, He's more than willing, able, ready, on the brink to tell you. It's not a struggle. I want you to have faith for that. And then look, it says that in 28, that He illumines my darkness. Why? For by you I can run upon a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. So there must be some, some goals to accomplish, some troops to be run through or some walls to be leaped over. That means there's... What do you, what do you call those? Those are obstacles. <laughs> those are barriers, right? Okay? So it doesn't mean that 2016 is going to be a bed of roses. <laughs> that you're just going to be able to coast along and all the dories are hunky and everybody, the sweet flower music is playing and all of a sudden you'll find out it's the 31st of December and everything was lovely. No, has anybody ever had a year like that? I hadn't had one like that yet. And so God knows there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things to do, things that, that might come against you. Heaven forbid. You ever heard there's a devil? <laughs> and so, so he's not going to take it lying down if you're, if you're on the move for God. And so he might put a troop against you. He might build a wall right in the middle of your path. But what does God say? God says if you'll let Him illumine your darkness and be the light to your path, it's so you can run, th- run through a, a troop and over a wall. So some of these things, and they may not be a wall this year, it may be a goal you accomplish this year helps you to, to overcome a wall that's coming up next year. See, God knows. We don't know. We don't know everything. But we can know some things and so what we can know, we need to seek it out. All right, let's look in um, Psalm 20. Psalm 20 in the first two verses says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May He send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. See, God wants to answer, especially if you're in trouble. But boy, wouldn't it be good to hear from Him before trouble comes. But that's a promise. If you are in trouble, He will answer you. But it says, by His name, He'll set you securely on high. And He'll send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. Now see, we talked about at the beginning of service, we're children of God. And when we accepted and received our adoption, we immediately we're eligible for an inheritance. And this says right here that He will support us from Zion. You remember that other verse we read? He has good things stored up for you in Zion, in where He's at, in the heavenly realm. Do you know God is never late on His child support? 
says right here, he will support you from Zion. He's not a delinquent parent. His, his child support is always there, always on time. In fact, it's early. It's that usually we miss it because we don't open the mail. But he sent it. All right. Marinate on that one for a while. All right, look at verse 4. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. Didn't we just say, that? read that verse that says he's counseled us? Well then, right, here's a promise. If you went to him and received his counsel, here's the promise that says, and he'll fulfill it. Now that goes back to what we were talking about two weeks ago, is that when, when, you, when you get these goals accomplished, when you see some of them manifested throughout the year, you know, praise him for it, and when we get to the end of the year, praise him for it. But it's not you. <laughs> you had to, a key to it was you had to you had to he- seek it out, hear, listen, write it down, act on faith. But remember whose power it was. It wasn't yours. It was his power that fulfilled it. But it says above that that he'll grant your heart's desire. Now that again, we we've always said that can mean two things. <laughs> He can give you the desires that you end up desiring, and then whatever you are desiring, He'll fulfill it. Rules out the selfishness. Alright? Two other verses here. Verse 5, and we're going to look at that last part of verse 5. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. So you got to know who to ask something. And then when you ask, you got to put faith in and speak that faith out in petition. But it says the Lord will fulfill all your petitions. That's a promise that you can stand on throughout the year, this year. And then look at that middle part of verse 6. It says, He will answer him from his holy heaven. How am I going to know what my goals should be? How am I going to hear from God? I'm just going to sit down. All right, I'm going right, to strain. I'm going to really hear God. Okay, i got to hear. It's going to be tough. And it'll be a miracle. No, God's wanting to tell you. <laughs> it's, it shouldn't be hard. Just get yourself in a position to hear. Put some faith in the Word. Let Him guide you by the Holy Spirit to some of these th- promises. Let Him worship Him. Get in an attitude of worship. Spend some time. Read His Word. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me through this. You know? He can speak to you through it and reveal what that verse is saying, but He can also say, now that I've got your attention, <laughs> let me tell you a few words of, of instruction. You ever had the Holy Spirit to do that to you? I'm sure you have. But, but you, you get in a, in a quiet place with Him, and you, you may have come into it beforehand with all these problems, all these worries, whatever, and you just, you just kind of get into a situation of, of worship with Him and kind of putting all that aside for a while. And then he can just say two or three sentences and just solve five of your problems that you just had before you spent time with him. Tell you exactly what to go do. If you hadn't experienced that, let me tell you, it can work that way. And that's the way he wants it to work. That you can hear him from his holy heaven. See, there's no distance. There's no dis. You ever heard people say there's no distance in prayer? Well, what is prayer? Prayer is just having having conversation with God. There's no distance in that. Even though He's in the spiritual realm on His throne in heaven, that realm intermingles and supersedes this realm. And God is able to speak to you 
no matter where you're at, no matter how, like we said earlier, no matter how far you think you're away from Him, no matter how you feel, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how good you think you are, <laughs> God is able to speak to you and answer you. If your question is, God, what are my goals? What should I be believing to accomplish this year? What is my path? He is wanting to answer you. Are you getting that message? He is wanting to tell you. It is no big secret. If it is a secret, it's so the devil won't know, but get so God can let you in on it. But this, this, is, this is what it means by what are the goals. It's not just something I dream up. It's not just something that I, you know, it's not even just something that I, I'm like, well, let me go get ten scriptures and I'll use those to justify what I want. <laughs> I pick what I want, I make my wish list, then I go find me ten scriptures that line up with it. No, that's not what it is. It's hearing from God. God, what, it, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to set my faith on so that I can set my faith on something, use it, and please you this year? Better to do what you want me to do with my faith than something I want to try to do because it really won't work with that. Because it's faith in God and faith in God's Word, not faith in faith. You know so many, even word people, get off track by putting faith in faith. It's faith in God and in His Word. That means two things. You've got to have a, re- you've got to have a relationship with Him. And number two, you've got to know what He's, what he's promised you. You've got to know what His Word says. So, anyway, we're going to leave it off there today and we'll pick it up there next time and, and finish talking about what goals. But, but you know, you, this, is, this is a like a term paper assignment. It's, it's, a, it's not an overnight assignment. You might can do it overnight, but for me it usually takes a little longer in, in finding out what my, what my goal should be for the year. But if you hadn't already, be in an attitude of, of praying and being open for God to show you. And part of it is celebrating what He did last year and looking at what was on there last year and saying, you know, Holy Spirit, be speaking to me. What, what am I going to carry over that didn't get finished? And, and what do you want me to add this year? If you want to use those categories that are in the, the sheet, then you can do that. If not, just, you know, God, what do you want me to do? Is He wanting to tell you? Can you believe He's wanting to tell you? Can you believe He has a plan? He has a counsel for you. Can you believe that it's easy to get it? The answer is yes. <laughs> it's not hard because He's wanting to tell you. <laughs> so it's up to you to plug in. He's here. He, he got it. He's, he's ready for you to plug in. Okay? So be working on it because pretty soon we're going to say here in a, another week or two that we, we want you to try to have your goals nailed down so that we can pray over them and, and we can come into agreement together. I don't care if you add more later. That's fine. But, um, but we want to be able to, to pray together and put our corporate faith with each other and pray over these things and dedicate them to the Lord and, and start expecting. I mean, we're, we're getting into February, so, so we want to we get going on it, right? So um, we'll talk more about next week about what, what, what goals, how, you know, how you're finding out the goals. And, and then probably at the end of this part, 
is when we'll we'll set a time to to um, bring these before the Lord collectively and pray and dedicate them, and then we're going to talk about how you accomplish them, and and we're, that's going to be the last part of this is the how, but we can do that after we have some goals nailed down, and um, and and then we'll go with it from there. So that's the direction we're going in, and but be believing. You got you got to to put some time and, and energy if you want if you want to get the benefit of using your faith in this way. You got to put some energy into it and put some time into it, and and mainly, you know, just time listening, time seeking the Lord. What what does He want? And that only comes by by spending that quality time. I'm not saying you got to, you know, go on a journey and take a week off or whatever and go do this. If you want to do that, that's fine. But it doesn't require that. It just it requires some quality time. But it will be worth it. How many of you have had things that at the end of the year you've celebrated that were worth the, the energy you put into them throughout the year? Amen. Amen. We heard a testimony of one earlier. It's well worth it. God wants good for us. And we need to walk in it. Amen. So, um, a few things by... By way of announcements, real quick, um, 